Hey there, everybody, and welcome to Drunk Distory Presents The Dark Ride, a fun Disney Parks-themed game show with zero prizes and lots of drinking. My name is Adrian, and I'm here with my co-host, Ryan. Hi. Hi, Ryan. And we are two people who love Disney Parks and enjoy talking about them a lot. Um, and so we started the show because we know that there are other Disney Parks fans out there who, like us, aren't perfect and PG-rated. Um, they might have a little more Captain Hook in them than Peter Pan. I got a little smee in me. I don't know if you want to go around promoting that. Um, but if that's also you, then we have got a super-duper show for you. So, it's called The Dark Ride, and here we are with <laughs> Here we are doing it. And um, each week we're going to do a different ride. We are building up this race these little doom buggies are racing along that uh, represent a number where this ride was ranked while we drunkenly rank them. <laughs> um, this week we have a good one for you guys. It's kind of amazing, uh, but I only think probably really true Disney Park fans will appreciate it on the level that we do. It's called the Grand Fiesta Tour, starring the three Caballeros. Can you roll those R's? Mexican Boat Ride. Mexican Boat Ride. Mex <laughs> yeah, it's I always called it the Mexico ride. Oh yeah, I always said Mexican boat ride. When I, and I called I called Malsham the Norway ride. Oh yeah, totally. I didn't know it was Malsham until I was like old enough to know that. I still don't really know. Yeah, it was Malsham. Bad it. storm. Oh, bad storm. Yeah. Um, For a different day though. Yeah. We're eventually we're gonna make our way through all of these rides and attractions in in the Disney universe and the the theme park universe in general, uh, but. This is a, a Disney show with a drinking problem, and, <laughs> and that's how we're going to go about it today with this drinking game. Right. We randomly selected this one, and I'm going to tell you guys some of the basics about this ride before we get into what the drinking game is going to consist of. So, the Grand Fiesta Tour, starring the Three Caballeros, is in Epcot. It's in the World Showcase in the Mexico Pavilion. So, you see the big temple... That looks like stairs. Beautiful temple. Beautiful yeah. ziggurat design. Oh, wow. Well, yeah. speaking like a like an architect over there, you are. Um, it, it, was, um, it was introduced in 2007, replacing El Rio de Tiempo. That means the River of Time, which opened in 1982. Park opener. Park opener, yeah. Um, actually, it was a couple months after the park opened. Oh. So it was still considered phase two, but it was in the same year. Um, and the ride capacity is 1,656 people per hour, which is solid. Solid, yeah. Yes, 16 solid. riders per boat. You are rarely going to be in a 16-person boat on this ride, and it's part of the charm of it because it's never really a wait. There's never really a line. There's always a bottle that falls on the ground during this drinking game. <laughs> Alert. <laughs> yeah, this uh, a new rule is anytime a bottle falls on the ground, you have you have to sip. So mm -hmm. at home, if you're as sloppy as we are and dropping bottles, you can drop them, you can pop them. Drop them, pop them, drink but, along with but, us. But you got to drink along with us. So um a little there's there's a lot interesting about this ride and. Um, I realized that as I was researching it, that I didn't know really the story. I knew Donald was up to his old antics again. Yeah. Um, you know, he's always a problem. <laughs> he's the perennial problem child of the, the Fab Five, right? 
Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. So what this, what's going on here? Tanker's duck. Yeah, he's just, he's upset and he's always, you know, you know, well, you know, he's still likable. But anyway, so the premise of this ride is it's based off of a 1944 film called The Three Caballeros. And what's happened here is that the Three Caballeros, they have a band and the name of the band is, uh, is, um, Panchito. And they have a show to get to, and Donald goes missing. I want to name a pet Panchito. That's a pretty good name. Yeah, that's like a really good like like little dog name. Hey, Panchito. What I think is interesting about this is that um, this is in the Mexico Pavilion, and only one member of the band is actually Mexican. It's the leader, Panchito. He's Mexican. Wait, oh, so the leader of the ba- it's the band is named after him. He's named after him. It's, it's like his the Led band. Zeppelin of. Yeah. Um, no, the band is the Three Caballeros. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. The leader of the band is Panchito. Okay. And he's the only Mexican. Gotcha. And, because Donald is actually American. Yeah, he's like the, he's the white dude that's like coming yeah. and he, he just fucks things up. And Jose, the other bird, is Brazilian. Yeah, so this, uh, the Three Caballeros, the, the 1945, uh, um, movie was like, uh, the government, I think, actually asked Walt to go down to South America in order to, like, build up relations, mm-hmm. if I remember right. So he was, like, on, like, a like a goodwill tour okay. and brought a bunch of the animators with him. And then this was kind of what came out of that goodwill tour. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, it just seems like they, like, Walt Disney was, like, the Dennis Rodman of his time because they just sort of, like, sent him everywhere. And we don't know why. Yeah. Like, well, who was like, you know what, get Walt on the phone because he's going to fix this. I mean, most likely Walt was like a secret agent. I bet he was, he was way better a, than Dennis Rodman. Yeah, he was just like a secret agent, as is Dennis Rodman. Everybody knows this. And we all know. I mean, you yeah. don't wear that much makeup and not you're not a secret agent. Um, so in the movie, actually, Panchito is often seen like firing guns in the air and Jose is seen smoking cigars. So obviously when it came time to put the IP over this ride, they toned these um, caballeros down and they don't do any of that. So caballero is like is a cowboy, right? Like in, The three, in, uh, yeah. Yeah, caballero three is like a cowboy. Cowboys. Yeah, so they're like... Yeah, the but they're also a band. <laughs> they're cowboys who are a band. Okay. Um, what do they play? The what, cool... are they, what are their instruments, you know? Um, I don't know that. I think it's like Morocco's. It's like, it's not really, they're more singers, I would say. Um, they're, um, Donald has a little guitar. Okay. The other ones have Morocco's. We'll we'll talk about a little bit of the animatronics because one of the cool things, the coolest fact about this ride is that those three animatronics at the end, animatronics at the end that are kind of like very stiff. Yeah, very Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah, they're singing and they're, you know, they're, they're adorable because it's like the grand finale of this ride this amazing boat ride and I'm kind of playing it while we're talking about it um they are original are there animatronics from Mickey's Review what's I don't even know what Mickey's so Review Mickey's is so Mickey's Review was a, a park opening show that had like um animatronic characters in it and it was replaced ultimately by Mickey's Philharmagic. It was very beloved. Oh, so it's like an America Sings. Yeah. Okay. Like an earlier version. It's an early version. I don't know it because I don't think we were born when this no. ride was going. Yeah, for sure. Um, 
Um, <laughs> we are actually watching a version of this where the animatronics aren't even there. <laughs> um, the, so these animatronics came actually in 2015. <laughs> these three animatronics. So that's, they, just, they just dug these old robots just, out of the closet. Yeah. And, gosh, just throw them in the Mexico pavilion. <laughs> Nobody will notice. Um, and there's so, so much about this that before we get into ranking it that I love. First of all, this ride goes through a restaurant. It goes through San Angel Inn. And um, much like in Disneyland, the Pirates of the Caribbean goes through Blue Bayou. Blue Bayou. I yeah. love a ride that goes through a restaurant. I love being in a restaurant when there's a ride going through, and I love being in a ride when there's a restaurant going on. Absolutely. It's very Matrixy. You're yeah. sort of like towing the line of being sort of involved in two sort of things at one well, time. Well, talk about production value, right? Because, like, you know, like, the ride is going to be in that general area, and, yeah. like, you're going to have to do all of the aesthetics of the restaurant anyways, because mm-hmm. this, uh, you know, the Mexico Pavilion, similar to Blue Bayou Restaurant, has this amazing indoor-outside feel. Like, it's, you know, you walk in, and it feels like it's, you know, nighttime on uh, on the Rio Grande, you know? Yeah, like, it's, always, it's, it's always nighttime in there, which I love. I love when they turn... The pavilion in general is my favorite pavilion of all the pavilions, and I think that's not a popular opinion, but I can't see oh, why. I love it. I, it's one of my, it's my favorite too, I think. Yeah, an indoor turning an outdoor into an indoor and making it night and having a ride in it, it and having the exterior have a miniature version of the interior, like oh yeah, that's just so dope. It's just such a beautiful, it's a beautiful pavilion, and it, yeah. it's a, a must-do pavilion for me. Coolest tchotchkes. Yeah. All this, like, weird hand-done stuff. And the sugar masks and stuff like yeah. that, which I found out are edible. Didn't yeah, know that. Sugar. It's sugar. It's sugar, baby. Um, so this ride originally was going to have outside portions. <gasps> yeah. Um, the original pra- plans for the attraction called for portions of the ride to be on the outside. Um, and the attraction was going to be part of the opening day, like I said, day attractions, um, and was planned for a phase two. And there were de- a little bit of delays uh, including attractions that were supposed to be at Japan and Germany. And and to push it up, to push up construction, they shortened the ride by about 40%. Whoa. Yeah, so... Um, you know, it's still like a pretty decent length ride for right. to be cut down It clocks in in about seven minutes. Which, the one weird thing about it is that El Rio de Tiempo was eight minutes. Oh. So I don't know if they slowed down the boats, because uh, there's no possible way <laughs> that... There's a minute. It doesn't make any sense. These speedboats, huh? <laughs> <laughs> so now that we've talked a little bit about um, the ride, um, I think I just want to know from you, Ryan. Like, do you? Is this like a nostalgic ride for me? For you? Do you remember going on it as a child? And oh, totally. Yeah. Um, you know, when I was a child, it was for for the most part, it was uh, El Rio de Rio de Del Tiempo. Del Tiempo, the river of time. Yeah, so that is, I have the most memories of that, and I don't know that they're necessarily all fond. The fun factor on that one, a little bit lower than this one. This one has a lot more of a higher energy to it. It's a little more peppy. Yeah, a little snappy. The other one was a little dark. The beginning, there was a little bit more of a, they were kind of like, come to Mexico, like it was this. Yeah, they scared you into it. They were like, you're going to book this fucking flight. Right, (laughs) but also maybe don't, because it's a little spooky Yeah, you might not make it out. (laughs) And it's the reason that I love Disney so much is I get to go to these idealized, safer places <laughs> that are, like, just fine and happy, and I don't have to... <laughs> I mean, we'll, we'll agree to disagree with that one. But, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I did grow up going um, to the Mexico Pavilion. Any, every time that we went to, uh, to Epcot, it was uh, a guarantee that we were going there. Almost always, uh, you go through Future World, and... 
for our family, we would circle left. Oh, so, see, we circled right. I wanted to end on Mexico because I wanted to save the best for last. Oh, uh, so we started with it. We we went right right at it, and then we by the time we got to Canada, we would just like. Skip I just right think by. ending think, on Canada is such a downer. I think we just like would would stop and be like <laughs> like like oh, let's just go beeline <laughs> it to imagination, you know? Yeah, I think most people do it your way. I I happen to just I love ending on this pavilion because it kind of gives me this thing to look forward to. Sure. Yeah, I get that totally. What do you think is the like, if you're dining in that restaurant, what do you think the probability is that you're going on this ride before or after you eat? Oh, I mean, I think the, my favorite thing is to put our name in and then go for a ride. Okay. Yeah. Because there's never a line, so, like, you're just, like, sucking out, you know, you know, 7 to 15 minutes mm-hmm. worth of time to, uh, you know, like, of, of your weight. And then you go and play with some chachis for a little bit, and then you're yeah, sitting. Yeah, you put on. A, you take the picture with the sombrero. Yeah, and then you're eating some amazing enchiladas, and then you're. And they've got great margs. Great margs. Uh, yeah, we didn't even talk about what we're drinking right now. Oh yeah, let's let's talk it up. <laughs> I mean, we really are going like for it because even though we're um, we're in Mexico, and I would love to keep it on theme. Um, I'm also like I love drinks, and this what we're drinking is essentially a sweet tea vodka mm. on the rocks splash of water and a lemon and i am calling nothing it nothing speaks to mexico quite like <laughs> quite like vodka on the rocks <laughs> with a splash of lemon a splash of water and a little bit of lemon ah. um i'm gonna call this the el rio de vodka okay all right <laughs> um and yeah so okay um me do too you think I, that, do you think there's a place that like exists somewhere where there's a river of vodka and can I go there? Can I buy tickets to there? Oh, I think that is a place that everyone would live if it existed. So it's a place no. in my heart. It's a place in it's my heart. It can be in your heart. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a wonderful place. Um, so me too. This was this was a beloved ride attraction for my family. Uh, we always went on this, and I love it so much. And um, I have nothing but good things to say about this ride. Okay, well we'll find out as we go through our rating system <laughs> yes. what you have to say for it. Well, in the in the the following categories. Yeah, we didn't go over the categories yet. Um, so let's let's explain let's explain let's to explain them the game. Explain the game. So um so this is a drinking game. It's uh an at home and and here with us drinking game where uh, we are going to uh, rank these rides, um, taking drinks uh, after each of the the rankings. Um, and we have five categories that we're going to be doing it in. We're going to do it in uh, Q, which is five points. Length, which is five points. Thrill, uh, the thrill level of it, again, five points. Then we get into some of the, the uh, higher point categories, which is immersion. That's ten points. And the fun factor, which is a grand total 25 for uh, a total point category spread of 50 points. And how we ranked... 25 points for fun is because we believe that um, all those other things can be irregardless, not a word, <laughs> uh, if you walk out and you're like, I had a good time. I, you know, my park ticket, you know, was well spent in the time that I was there. I had fun. Totally. And, and, and that's why we're doing this. I mean, that's what, that's why we go to these places is like, yeah, it's for fun. They're selling fun. Yeah. And you can play along drinking with us. So like if hypothetically you gave, if there was a five point uh, category and you gave it three, then we want you to drink either two sips or for two seconds, yeah. whatever the remaining point value is. And please, please, please let us know what, you, write down your scores and let us know what you got. We want to see if we're like in the right range yeah. or if we're just Disney fanatics that think everything is wonderful. 
I don't think that's true because we've pl- we've done this before and we've ripped some rides apart. So, some, but some things don't don't fare so well. Some things don't fare so well. Okay, so let's uh, let's get started with the game then. So the queue. Okay, so here's the thing about the queue. The queue itself for this ride, the actual designated queue, is just your typical snake. Um, it's less than that though. It is dog shit. Cause, right. Because you can't even tell where it is. Like, that is one but, thing that I must say. Like, if you did not know the Mexican Pavilion and you were to walk in. You might not and know. And you were it. like, there's a ride in here somewhere. And then you see it, like, traipsing across the back the, the back on the river. You would have no clue where to go to get to it. Like, it's signage is pretty bad. Like, like getting to the queue itself is, like, tough. Okay, um, I'm going to disagree with you there, because I understand what you're saying, but if you can't find the entrance to this ride, then you don't deserve to ride it. Look, six margaritas <laughs> in, and like, you know, finding, a, finding an entrance can be tough. I, what I will say about the queue is that the queue is in the pavilion. The pavilion is beautiful, so it can't be, it can't be super low because of like, what you're seeing around you and the sights and, the sound and all the things going on. It just it, it's not a great queue. It's not a themed queue. If they did a themed queue, I think that would be wrong. I think you know we'll we'll see what the rankings get us, but I have a feeling that ours are going to be different than one another. You go first, queue. I'm going with a one because although I agree with you that the inside of this pavilion is spectacular and probably my favorite, I don't think of it as part of the queue. Uh, I think that you can say that it's part of the immersion of the ride. Uh, I totally agree with that, but I don't think that it has much to do with the queue. And so I think that that queue is shite. Well, as they say in Mexico, I'm going to give it a dose. Okay. For okay. two. I'm going to give the queue a two. Q two. Um, I understand what you're saying, but I think that it's a little better than a one. All right, well. We'll uh we'll have to we'll have we'll to drink see on that. Happens. So I'm so, drinking four, and you're gonna drink three on oh this. Oh, buddy! And at home, Tres. you uh you go home and and uh and drink, <laughs> drink your cue away. El Rio de Tiempo. You know it's it's um this game is tougher when it's vodka that you're drinking. Yeah, because it's really a lot. Okay, so it's the just next a is a cup of vodka. This is a, a, a river of vodka in my, in my throat. <laughs> you wanted it. Careful I, what you wish for. Yes, absolutely. Um, the next category is one that um, could be um, very good if you love the ride or very bad if you don't like the ride. And this is length of ride. If you're liking what's going on, you might want more of it. If you're not, you might want less of it. I agree with you. You know, this this one's kind of it's, it's a little tricky. So. Uh, like in a past experience, I had like a super annoying uh, boat partner. Ooh. You know, like the person that was sitting right in front of me was loud and obnoxious, okay. and talking about like everything in like you know n- not ways that I would have appreciated that mm-hmm. they were talking about it. Um, and and like in that way, like this ride was a little long to like deal the with. The guests like, ruined the experience for you. It, it has happened. Yeah. Now in general. You know, I'm not going to hold the ride, you know, hold that that against the ride, you know, because sure. it's not the ride's fault that, you know, th- this person was shitty. Um, right. You know, it's it's Disney's fault for, you know, letting high school, full, full high <laughs> school bands come yeah. in. Yeah. Isn't that always the way? Yeah. Um, and teenagers in general, um, I, I love them, but 
I hate them. <laughs> so I don't love them. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're pretty great, but they also are uh, the worst people in general. They're so. they're bad guests at a park, especially unsupervised. Yeah. And in large for the first packs. time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Packs. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so what, what would you give the length of this ride? So this, so like we said, this, uh, did I tell you guys how long this ride is yet? Yep. Yep. Seven minutes. Seven minutes. Yeah. So I think that that's, that's like kind of perfect. Um, you know, uh, I, I think that you get enough of the story and, yeah. and I don't, you know, 40% longer. Poof. I don't know that I, don't I, know I could if I would with want that. more of, of it. I think it kind of does its little thing. It finishes the story. The fireworks come. Yeah. The animatronics play and... I'm ready to to get out now. Yeah, I'm I'm glad that they that they have animatronics and they keep them for the end because like, well I guess there's like some some almost like small world type animatronics in the middle there, but for the most part it's like kind of screen based. Sure. Um, and I don't know which, if that's necessarily great. I mean I typically hate screen based rides, but with this with like the animation style and stuff, it's kind of fun, you know. Yeah, I mean it does feel dated. Um, if I wasn't someone that um loved the ride forever. And I was one of these teenagers, and this was maybe my first time riding it. I'd be like, we're watching old screens in a boat that goes really slow. And I think that this is what my my, my boat neighbors were having uh, in <laughs> right. their, in I their mean, soul. Right. I mean, you'd have to point. understand why they would think that. Yeah. I yeah. mean, like, like, part of my love for this and and part of my love for most uh, Disney attractions is like, you know, it's a little corny and I kind of like a little corny. So Right, and that's how I feel and like kind of just roll with it and you kind of want to tell people that. Yeah. Um Yeah, okay. So All right, length, so so length. Adrian, what's your score on length? I'm going to give it I'm going to give it a, a 4 on length. You know what? I'm right there with you. I'm also I think it's the right length. right length. Yeah. So a quick sip from both of us. Okay, and we're on one to the next. Uh, on to vodka. Mm. Now this next one sip of vodka is a lot more enjoyable than three sips of vodka. Right, and we have some heavy hitter. We're gonna be drinking a lot for the next category because the next category is thrills, and a slow moving boat ride through a pavilion is not very thrilling at all. Like like we mentioned earlier, it might have been a little more thrilling when it was El Rio de Tiempo, but not much. Um, I don't even know if there's a point to discuss this at length. It's a solid one for me on thrills. So. You know, I agree. Speed-wise or, you know, jumpy or anything like that, it doesn't have much thrill. However, there are some, like, some gags that are a little thrilling in it, and there's, like, uh, you know... we Name pa- names. So, you know, at one point <laughs> we pass by a, uh, uh, a, a young Mexican boy uh, that's beating Donald's... <laughs> unmercifully with with a stick because donald is a that's more humorous than thrilling but I, you it's know, a pinata and it's um you know it's it's done at children's parties but later on we see a funeral boat that has donald and there is a point it. where he lit, like there's like a waiter that literally like slaps two knives together like he's gonna like eat the ducks exactly i don't know if it's thrilling though i think it's a joke i'm sticking with one on thrills all right one on one for you two for me Two on thrills. This is interesting. And I am a woman. And you are a man. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what what our, our genders have to do with this. I just think you're more scared than me. <laughs> drink. Um. Drink. Four for you. Three for me. I'm drinking more. Hmm. Like I said before, three on vodkas. <laughs> Tough. Whoa. Whoa. 
Okay. Okay. So let's now move into the higher categories. So now we've got immersion. This is a 10 pointer and this encompasses sights, sounds, the immersive experience going on around you. Do you feel taken out of whatever environment you were before you got on this ride? More, well, in general, more so than any other pavilion at Epcot, I feel that you are immersed in uh, being in Mexico. You know, having that indoor-outdoor feel to it makes you feel like you're, you've been transported into a new place. It's and the I think evening, even if it's 10 a.m. or 11, once when the World Showcase opens. Whenever the margaritas start flowing, that's when it opens, right. and that's the appropriate time to hop on a boat with a little... A little beverage. A little beverage. Yeah, and uh, and I totally feel uh, immersed um, in the pavilion. Yeah. And then on the boat ride itself, um, you know, there's there's some moments of it that are are totally uh, immersive. Like uh, uh, they have fireworks that sure. are you know through fiber optics on the ceiling, right. which is you know it's so it's. So I much remember fun. though in when I went in the nineties. That to me was the coolest thing. Oh yeah, those fiber octave fireworks. Like I was like, oh my god, we're coming up to the firework part. Yeah, totally. Yeah, it's like something fake you totally, fireworks you totally, were huge for me. Totally look forward to it. Absolutely. And the soundtrack, like this song, like we three caballeros, it can get in your head a little bit. Oh yeah. We Surprised that the Sherman Brothers didn't write this one, but I think they were maybe a little too too racist to. Yeah. <laughs> I think the song is is very immersive. It's got the little. It's you hear the mariachi. You hear the. It's it's immersive. Yeah, and I think that you know, um, you do a Mexican boat ride, and it could. Uh, I think that they did it pretty respectfully in in general, um, to to a culture. You know, they tried to hit like multiple facets of the culture. Back when it was Rio del Tiempo, uh, it was it was very focused on the tourism. And it still, you know, has like, right. it like a focus, but yeah, yeah they, these pavilions existed so that you would like go there, see this pavilion. Oh, what a fun place. Let's book a ticket. Um, right. And, uh, and it doesn't feel like it's like really trying to sell that anymore. It feels like it's much more of like a fun, a fun atmosphere. You know, we did, uh, as part of the dark ride, we did the Enchanted Tiki Room mm-hmm. where they have a, uh, one of the, the host macaws is a Mexican bird named Jose. And he's like far more racist of a stereotype mm. than Panchito or uh, is it Jose here or is it? There's Panchito? another Jose, but he's Brazilian. Yeah, he's Brazilian. So <laughs> Panchito is, you know, uh, far far less of a. We didn't really talk about how a lot of people also consider this the Mexican small world. Oh, um, well, there's a middle section where yeah, where you walk, you go in through, uh, essentially like a Mary Blair it world. Is, it is the exact same animatronics used from a small world, and it feels like just a piece of the small world was put in this ride totally um and i love that part there's something about this ride the more i think about it the more i'm like this ride is just like pieces of other rides so we know now the ending is from mickey's review that we've got the pieces of the small world on it it's it's got a lot of it's kind of like a like a patchwork yeah a little sampling little sampling of things um what do you feel on immersion out of a score of one to ten um, I think uh, it's probably like a solid. Uh, it's probably a solid six for me. Okay, I'm gonna give it a seven. I think I feel very immersed. Very immersed. I'm very immersed. I love it. <laughs> um. So, our final category is fun, and that means that when you come off the ride, you're feeling good. You're happy. You had a good time. You know, I think it's important to think of these these rides like 
you know, something like this is kind of a sleeper. Sure. You didn't, you, you were never, the first time you went to Epcot, you were never like looking forward to, you know, finding this, this little boat ride. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's something about it that is really fun. And I don't think that anybody comes off of it disappointed that they spent their time there. I don't, I don't see I think people, people that will... don't like Small World, which I do know there are people that do, would come off of it thinking it wasn't. Um, well, those aren't real people. No, those are those are little little animatronics. Yeah. With bad attitudes. Yeah, bad attitude <laughs> animatronics. Um, so uh, I don't know. What do you think? Twenty five points, so points to play with. Twenty five points to play with. Am I like? Am I wooing? No. Am I pumped up? No. I feel satisfied because I experienced something that I'm very nostalgic for. Um, and I had a nice time, and it, it never is depressing. I'm going to give it a 16 out of 25. Okay. I, uh, I'm going to give it an 18 out of 25. Wow. Yeah. I, you just don't want to drink any more vodka. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm pretty pumped on the seven that I'm going to have to drink. Uh, I, you know, I, I always have fun on this. Um, yeah. Every time it reinvigorates my love for it, every time I go on it, uh, mm-hmm. I really... I think it is like my one of my favorite things to do at Epcot. Is it a must do? Absolutely. Same. It's a must do. Yeah, absolutely. So let's let's do some totals. Let's tally up some this. I'm so, interested to see if we're, I think we must be a little bit away from each other. We are pretty close. Okay. We are pretty close. Um, in fact, this is. Uh, Oh, is it like a tie? I think it is a tie at 40. No, no, 30. 30? 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30. <laughs> This, uh, this river. Wait, you had thir- so you had 5, 7, um, 13 plus 18? Yeah, 30. 13 and 18 is 30? Yeah. It's 31. It's 31. <laughs> The river of vodka. <laughs> I had 16 and 14, which is 30. So we have a final tally of 30.5. 30. I think that that is where it should be. Yeah, that sounds pretty good to me. And uh, I'm going to drink up my seven. Well, uh, <laughs> Ryan, <laughs> as we ask ourselves at the end of this game, on a scale of Tinkerbell to the Beast... What Disney character drunk are you right now? I feel like I'm like a Krabby Crab. Oh, okay. And I would go with Sebastian, but it's not. It's that shiny one from Moana. Oh! I don't even know his name, but I, that's, that's oh, how drunk that I am one. right now. Yeah. Okay, well, I'm, I, I'm feeling shiny right now. I'm feeling kind of like Rafiki, except I take oh, Simba shit. and I throw him off the cliff. Oh, <laughs> Like I feel destructive. Oh, you got you turned into a mean Rafiki. <laughs> I'm like I'm a, no, it's like for fun. Oh, okay. It's, a, it's for like a joke. <laughs> like I throw them to somebody, but oh, everyone okay. else freaks out. Yeah. That's how I feel right now. Yeah, it was planned. It was planned. Yeah. Like Ele- the elephant knew it was happening. Elephant like, knew it was happening. He caught him, yeah. and everyone was like, <gasps> but elephant was like, chill, chill, chill. Yeah, I got him right. We got the prince. Um. Okay, so that's our show. Please let us know what you guys scored if you're higher or lower than this, and you can do that by uh, either commenting under the podcast or 
following us on Instagram. Uh, the Dark Ride, presented by Drunk Distory, is available every Wednesday on YouTube, iTunes, Stitcher, and wherever podcasts are available. The show is free, but you can pay us by simply liking and subscribing, giving us a five-star rating and review, or just telling a Disney Parks-loving friend about this show. Um, please follow us on Instagram uh, for lots of great Disney Parks content, at Drunk Distory. Thank you for joining us. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers, big ears. <laughs>